What's up, Niner Faithful? This is the Count Lou Show, and I'm your host, Trent. And it's your boy, Josh. Man, it was a great week. It was a little... It was shaky. It was I will say, it was shaky. Frustrating. But, all in all, we're here, so that means 49er dub, and it continues. Yep, so I hope you guys all have fun watching Brock Purdy game manage his way, you know, throughout the whole season into a, the conference championship. Two times in a row... Two seasons in a or two seasons in a row as a rookie. Not to foreshadow what we'll get into later, you know, but Yeah. Let's let's dive back into those games. Yeah. That we were that we were supposed to bring up first. Yeah. Guys, this Brock Purdy hates insane, so um It's just been on our mind. Yeah. Shout out to all the ones that are stupid. <laughs> um all right, my bad. I, I, I got to get to this first game. Texans-Ravens. Um, as we know, the Ravens won, okay? Plain and simple. But there's a lot more to the Ravens winning than just that. What did you think of this game? That defense. That Ravens defense dominated. I mean, completely shut them out. They had one touchdown on the punt return. Mm -hmm. So the Texans offense didn't score. And I mean, really... When you're playing a team like that, you know the Ravens are going to score. You know Lamar's going to do his thing. You got to put up points, and that just didn't happen. No, I mean, what I have written on my paper is it was tied going into half 10-10. C.J. Stroud and the Texans look to be doing enough. Obviously, their one touchdown was a defensive score, right? No, punt return. Or punt return, um, which special teams is huge in the playoffs. I mm -hmm. mean, it's make or break, honestly, field goals, whatever the case may be. Yeah, we've seen um, a couple, couple times last weekend. Yeah. But Lamar went back in the locker room, and he said it. He told his team straight up, like, we're better than these guys. Like, we cannot let them what be What did he say? A lot of cussing or something? He yeah, yeah, say yeah. it on TV? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm inferring what he said. But, <laughs> um, I mean, he came out, and he stood on business. I mean, he went down, scored, and they never looked back. I mean, winning 34-10 to 10 when it was tied 10-10 at half. Like, if there was any rust on the Ravens in the first half, which I believe there was. I mean, it, it showed – it showed. Um, they shook it off by the second half and were ready to roll, and they did. Yeah, they rolled. They got rolling for sure. Uh, the next game, it was the 49ers-Packers, but you all know that's time for the 49ers segment, so let's skip that for now. Bucks at Lions. Honestly, it was a great game. Yeah. A great game till the last two minutes, I want to say. Um, but before that, I mean, another game that was tied 10-10 going at half, yeah. Trading blows the entire game. Yeah, two explosive offenses just going at it. Yeah, and no defense. Or, I won't say no defense, but hardly any defense, it yeah, felt like. Not much. I mean, Lions, Jared Goff, he didn't throw a pick. He probably should have thrown one in the end zone. The guy mm -hmm. dropped it, Jamel Dean. And then you got Baker Mayfield. I mean, the first one, a fluke. C.J. Gardner-Johnson got way too excited and way too cocky about that pick. But, yeah. I mean... When Baker Mayfield throws that pick at the end of the game, that's just giving them more ammunition to say, you know, exactly what he said before. If they had a good quarterback, they'd be good. So let's go back to the other pick, though. How do you watch film for a tip ball? <laughs> I know. Come on. And then he throws <laughs> the ball at Mayfield. Like it was a perfect pass. I mean, Gardner Johnson was just floating in space. He wasn't anywhere around any no. receiver. He just got lucky that the ball tipped right up into his hands. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Lions get it done, and then they give the Bucks an opportunity at the end, which I'm still kind of like in between on this. Would uh, you call the timeout? 
I would oh, call yes. a timeout. Your season's on the line. You have nothing to lose, right? At that nothing point, to lose. You're, you're either going to lose by not calling timeout, or you're going to lose by not converting and scoring, right? Or the best case scenario, you come back, you tie it, and you go to overtime, yeah. or you win it. Yeah, I mean they're down eight, and you can't take that timeout yeah. to the offseason. You're not using it in the NFL draft. Yeah. Well, like, what are you calling a timeout when it's your turn to pick? I don't know. Yeah, and you never know. We've seen multiple kickers miss field goals. And they're not always the longest ones. I don't know. It was like a 30, 40 yarder. I mean, we've seen plenty of kickers miss those. What about a block, scoop, and score? Yeah, a block, anything. I mean, come on, dude. That's I did not like that call at all. I think him saying, uh, Todd Bowles saying they're pro, they didn't want to prolong the inevitable. Yeah. I mean, it's the NFL. Anything could happen. That's just an insane mindset to have. And whether it was the NFL, whether it was high school, whether it was college, if I'm a player on that team, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. You, you lost the locker room. Like, don't be surprised if that call right there instantly puts them on the hot seat because you have superstars come into your office as the owner or GM and be like, yeah, I don't respect this coach. I don't trust him. He didn't trust in us in the last minute, didn't give us that opportunity. That could instantly put you on the hot seat. I wonder if any players, you know, said anything, if they backed him. Like, I, I don't know. I don't see how you backed that. I would have been I would have been hot. I can't believe – I mean, his reasoning he gave was just – the. the yeah. Him saying not prolonging the inevitable was just crazy to me. That's... Yeah, and I said I was in between on that. I really wasn't. I was just trying to leave it open to conversation. I'm fully against it. Like yeah. <laughs> straight up, like there, you can't take the time out into the offseason. Like you have nothing to lose. Yeah, that was insane. Um, the last game of the week showdown in Buffalo, Chiefs Again. at Bills. Both quarterbacks played phenomenal. Josh Allen. Did a lot, but not enough. Yeah, Mahomes and the Chiefs get that dub, twenty-seven to twenty-four. But a lot happened in between. Like, like I said for the other games, let's let's break that down real quick. Yeah. I mean, dude, Pacheco, he had hell of a game, dude. He's been balling mm -hmm. all season. You know, you know, he runs hard, and I mean, I think he might have been. I, I know Travis Kelsey had his game. He finally stepped up. He had two touchdowns, around seven or so receiving yards. I want to yeah. say, but Pacheco, man, I mean, the way he's been playing this season. They needed that from him out of a running back for sure, especially with all the receivers dropping all these passes and everything. He stepped up big time all season. Yeah, he runs so hard. I don't know if you if you could picture this one play that I'm about to bring up, but he's running, he's getting tackled, and he's, he runs so hard that he almost ran himself into an ACL tear. Like, bro just does not give up, and that's that's the shit I love to see from any team, honestly. Like, that's just hard-nosed football right there. Yeah, for And then sure. you brought up Kelsey. 16th combined touchdown from Patrick Mahomes and him in the playoffs. NFL record right there. He only needs two more touchdowns total to pass Jerry Rice for most and like playoffs. five more catches or something like that, right? Yeah. He's gonna Is it the five more catches? I don't know about the five more catches. I just know for sure about the two TDs. Mm. But it's like that could happen this week at the bank. You yeah. Know? For sure. I mean it could um, easily happen. But that was insane game. And like we brought up, special teams, anything could happen. I'm not hating on the kicker because that weather was extreme. But you're an NFL kicker. I mean, you you're called upon. You gotta you gotta make them. Not hating. I'm not. I'm not. Not doing death threats like some Buffalo Bills fans. Yeah, like how you see deleted all his socials. Yeah, like that's tough, dude. That, that's tough. And the crazy thing is, like the team backs him, and he's gonna be back there next season. Like he was a great kicker all season long. Yeah. You're telling me in those wins, like, all right, every person that sent him a death threat. I'll give you half the distance that that was in those same conditions. I bet you none of them make it. 
Dude, I Half mean, the distance. Come on. And their excuse is going to be, well, I don't get paid millions or whatever, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it. All right, let's 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 put it on this then. Half the distance and you get his salary for the year. <laughs> You're still not making it. Yeah, like, come on, dude. Just the fact that he's receiving death threats and stuff, and especially, like, from his own fans. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's probably Niners fans doing it to Moody and stuff, but either way, it's ugly. And it's not called. Like, it's uncalled for, yeah. Yeah. Um, that recaps the whole entire weekend besides the 49ers practice game. Like I said, we will get into that, so just stay put for a little bit. We got to go over our dogs real quick. Um, my dog was CJ Strout from this weekend. And not that he played terrible, but definitely not dog worthy. 19 for 33, 175 yards. For a rookie, if I was to say rookie dog, maybe he gets that stamp in a in a second round of playoffs. Like, no. rookies don't usually get there. He, they don't get there, but that's not. Yeah, it's still not dog. Not dog worthy. I mean, he played a really tough defense, and I'm not saying that he's not a dog. Yeah. But just the performance itself was definitely not dog-worthy. Yeah. But, like we always do, when dogs don't hit, we got to pick up makeup dogs. So I'm just literally going to go to the other team in that game. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, yeah. big woo-woo. Um, 16 for 22, 152 yards, two TDs in the air. Didn't even mention his ground stats. 11 carries, 100 yards, two TDs. Four TDs on the day. I mean, he is probably the MVP from the weekend. If I had to pick one, and that's why he's my backup dog. Yeah, I mean, when you score all of your team's touchdowns, that's dog-worthy. Yeah. What about your dog, dude? Uh, my dog also did not hit Josh Allen, like you said about Stroud. He didn't play a bad game. I think, I mean, his stats are a little bit better, and he had 72 rush yards. Uh, I forget how many passing yards. 186 only. Mm -hmm. I mean, two rushing touchdowns, but... Oh, man, it's really hard for me to give the dog, especially when you don't throw for at least 250, 200, and you don't get the win. Yeah, I was going to say the win right there is kind of like... Yeah. I mean, even the though... nails in the coffin right there for the yeah. not being dog. So my makeup dog, you know, the guy that I'm going to highlight this week, Jameer Gibbs. I could have picked Kelsey. I was close to picking Kelsey, but Gibbs, hell of a game. I mean, that touchdown when they were both tied, I think it was 17-17 maybe. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge touchdown for them. He's been balling all season. He's so fast, so explosive. I mean, like, right from the line of scrimmage, he's exploding. I, I'm going to, like, stop you right there because, like, this week we're not hyping up the lines any more than they need to be hyped up. So <laughs> we get it. He did have good performance last yeah. week. I mean, he had 114 <laughs> total and average eight yards per carry. Eight yards per carry? Dog. Yeah. Dog. Dog. For last week. Damn near a first down every time he touched the ball. For last week. Yeah, for last week. I'm Night not talking fans. about it. I'm not hyping Don't worry. Don't worry. We're off the line bandwagon fans. We weren't even bandwagon fans. We were just pulling for them because, like, they were in such deep water for the longest time. Yeah, I mean, we were rooting for them last year when they were still bad. Yeah. And we said they were going to be good. That They were just right there. So, But this week, all Niners. That's the last positive thing you'll hear from the yeah. Lions. They could be good, but we're going to be great. That's fucking a great quote right there. Come on, Rob. I've been dropping bars recently. You really have. Um, Let's get into matchups, though, real quick. Yeah. Your matchup. I mean, my matchup, you kind of talked about it. It went from your dog to your makeup dog. C.J. Stroud versus Lamar. We talked about the stats. We talked about Lamar scoring every single one of his team's touchdowns. He obviously won the matchup. Yeah. It wasn't close. I mean, C.J. Stroud didn't score a touchdown. And, I mean, he, Lamar had the better completion percentage. and Better I mean, everything. That better game. everything, yeah. He just he uh, carried his team to that W for sure. I mean, I want to say carried because that defense – dominated mm -hmm. but he definitely had the better performance in that matchup um uh, my matchup was legere sneed versus stefan diggs um 
Stefan was only held to 21 yards on three receptions. And Legerstein did give up a touchdown for the first time in a very long time. But it wasn't on Stefan. So I'm going to say Legerius won this mm-hmm. matchup. Um, just because Stefan was basically irrelevant that game. Like, yeah. Uh, but when they needed it most, he wasn't there. He was relevant to the Chiefs. Yeah. God, I mean, he had, what, three catches on eight targets or something like that? Yeah. yeah. That's – out yeah. of your star receiver, you can't have that. No, you're not going to win a game when your stars aren't there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's time? It's time. I wish we could, like, insert the audio right away. Like, it's time. <laughs> but anyways, guys, um, 49ers Packers. We're here. Let's get into it. Y'all have been waiting 13 minutes or so. Um, okay, this game started out very frustrating. Very frustrating. At the end of the first quarter, I would have never guessed it. 3-0. Like, 3-0 for the Packers. What the went wrong? You yeah. know? I understand there's rush from two weeks being off. We saw that the day before, or the morning game with the Ravens. So I was like, okay, a little rust, fine. We'll start picking up in the second quarter. We did, in a sense, that we scored a touchdown off a nice pass from Brock Purdy, the system quarterback. To on George the run. Kittle, on the run. That's so systematic right there. Yeah, dude. You got to love when the system calls out a play for him to scramble and throw a touchdown on the run and just drop a complete dart. Yeah. I mean, what a what a play call by Shanahan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he... I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> you can so, tell it's been on our mind. <laughs> so we go into the half seven to six. Okay, then we trade blows in the third quarter. I just got to say before you get into that seven to six, dude. Shout out to our red zone defense. Lights out all season. I mean, that's that's so big time for real. When when touchdowns, break. yeah. When when you bend on break and when touchdowns turn into field goals, that's big time. So they were saying the Green Bay Packers. Like, they're comparing this game to the Dallas game. Everyone seems to forget the first three drives for the Packers were scores. The first three drives for the Packers, it was two field goals and a turnover that their coach went for it on fourth and one and didn't get. Huge difference right there. I'm saying we played just as bad as the Cowboys. What? Like, yeah, our defense stepped the fuck up and the Cowboys didn't. Like, yeah. and the Cowboys are old news. And I don't even really want to bring them up, but, like, that's just something I, I had on my paper and I needed to. Yeah, I heard people saying that too. You just sound dumb. Yeah. Anyways, 7-6 going into half. Traded blows, third quarter, 21-7 or 21 to 14 going into the fourth. I was shitting bricks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was I was sitting on my chair at one point, nice and relaxed. Then I got a little more forward. Then I got more forward and I was standing up. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows, everyone saw the stat 0-30 when trailing by 7 or more going into the 4th. And I think it was like 2-28 and or something like that, or whatever. We had like 2 wins versus like 20-something losses when trailing by like 3 or more or something, or trailing in general. Yeah, it's it's bad stats. Yeah, Very bad in Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan, 49ers offense. Very bad. But that wasn't the case this time. You don't want to know why? Because Brock Purdy... The system quarterback could actually go out of shotgun. He could throw the ball around. We don't have to keep running it to play catch-up. Because he's so system, he can make those goddamn good throws and lead drives like he did the game-winning 
drive. And then when there's nothing there, scramble and get, what, 9, 10 yards? Diving forward? I mean, come on. Dude. Yeah, to set up second and two instead of second and 12 on a sack? Like, yeah. you're telling me that's so system and... Or scrambling and throwing the ball across the field to seal the game <laughs> by throwing a pick like the other guy did from the Packers, Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, that y'all are just praising this week and saying... Oh, good job all season. You played so great in the divisional. Woohoo, you want flowers? Nah, he doesn't get flowers. They didn't win. He threw a pick to seal the game. Dre Greenlaw comes up huge. And, I mean, I think he's probably still avoiding tackles as we speak, honestly. Like, probably in the 49er locker room. Oh, keeping that ball, I, he wasn't even tucked, honestly. He was up here with it. Yeah. But, anyways, we seal the deal. We win the game. And we were just on it. We were talking about Brock Purdy. So, guys, before we get into the... Wait, wait, wait. We got to highlight some players, talk a little bit. You went through that game real quick. We got to talk about it. All right, all right. All right, go ahead. Our receivers all game, blocking their ass off. I kept bringing it up. We kept seeing it. And it happens every week. But this week was, like, on another level. These DBs, man, they do not like and do not expect to get blocked every play by receivers. Nope. You see it week in and week out. Other teams, they're just... They're just kind of standing up, you know, holding each other, acting like they're, you know, fighting off of each other's blocks. No, our guys are blocking their ass off. They're trying like to drive them into the ground or drive them all the way into the Gatorade jugs on the sideline. I mean, dude, they're trying, trying to, to fight our guys every time. We didn't get one call on that. But then when a guy flops after Trent Williams pushes back, I mean, they, I know they say the second guy always gets caught. But dude, it's such a flop. And it's just like the world loved it, though. The world loved it. And a lot of people are saying, you know, uh, Packers versus the refs. Watch the game. No. Watch the game. Come on. I mean, it's just so – the hate on the Niners, it feels like we're the Cowboys or something right now, dude. It really does. It's crazy. And then what about that cheap shot on Ayuk? And he takes it like a man. Yeah, lays <laughs> the guy out. You see the guy at number seven running, 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 looks at Ayuk, sees he's not looking, throws the shoulder, and then freaking gets laid out. I mean, come <sighs> on. But, dude. Before we, I'm telling you, man, we got to shout out some of these guys. Yeah, let's shout out Greenlaw real quick. Greenlaw, we already talked about it. We know he got the two picks. And the difference between the one pick that we talked about, the tip pass to the Lions guy, and the tip pass, Jordan Loves was a, not a good pass. It was mm -hmm. behind the guy. And Greenlaw, if that if that pass doesn't get tipped, Greenlaw's right there to get it, probably anyway. He, yeah. he just adjusted to the tip and then got the ball anyway. So shout out Greenlaw. And then... Dude, I mean, also shout out Warner. He balled too, you know, especially when early in the game when he was on fire early in the game. Dude, I mean, Reading every goddamn play. But Aaron Jones was looking real slippery, and then Warner just put a stop. I mean, he didn't put a stop to it, but he is getting some tackles for loss, tackles for no gain, and mm -hmm. he stepped up big time. I mean, Demo Lenore balling. Yeah, he is balling. Been balling. I mean, last playoffs he was balling. This playoffs he's balling. But the unsung hero. Jawan Jennings, dude. Come Stepped up on. huge Big in Debo's absence. Every time he catches the ball, he's making one or two guys miss. He's getting first downs. He's making big plays all game. He had, what, five catches for 61 yards? Mm -hmm. Come on, dude. Balling. Wait, why was he playing again so much? And why was he such a focus? Oh, because Debo was out. Did we win the game? Yeah. Does, how do we win games without Debo and when Brock Purdy's the system quarterback? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Is it because he floats a pass over the defender, the linebacker that dropped back, 
And then the safety that's playing over the top, and he floats it perfectly in between to Juwan Jennings for a huge third down completion. Yeah. Is that that system quarterback we're still on? Yeah, is that that was such a good system throw. I mean, come on, dude. When yeah. you put it up and over the guy and then in between the defender behind him, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great play call. It, it's literally on the playbook. You didn't – like, it's literally <laughs> floated over here. Yeah, I mean – Make the most perfect, beautiful throw and put it in the only spot that you can put it. Yeah, but, man, and then Juwan Jennings. He brought up the block earlier, but we're still on him, so I just want to bring it up again. Blocking a guy in a Gatorade booth, like, that has blindsight all over, and that's you're expecting that move from a lineman, not a receiver, not even a not even a starting receiver, a, a third, fourth receiver in our lineup, and he's just blocking his ass off because that's the 49er way. Yeah, I mean, you see it from everyone. You saw even Ray Ray McLeod, dude. He, when he gets in there, the DBs are trying to fight him too after. I mean, just our guys, so unselfish. Yeah, and for sure. I know we, we sounded a little bit angry at the Packers and stuff, but, dude, they got a squad, too. They're going to be good. Yeah, they're, they no played. disrespect to the Packers right here. I don't yeah. think, like, we we texted throughout the game, and, sorry, I had something in my eye. Uh, we texted throughout the game, and, honestly, the Packers held their own, and, like, they stepped up. Their defense was shaky all year. They had... They played great against our offense, and their offense did their thing. But at the end of the day, it's executing those late-game stuff. And, I mean, the 49ers holding them a shutout in the fourth quarter, that's huge in the playoffs because what defense wins championships. So yeah. you got to have that mentality going for, like, the rest of the way out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to. I mean, I'm trying to think if I've hit everything on this game. I have hit everything that I wanted to bring up. Are you good? I think I'm good. I'm I'm ready for this segment that we've been waiting for. The newest segment to the Can't Lose show. And it's going to continue until the hate stops. Can you please tell? What is it? Just everyone, shut your fucking mouth. Stop hating on Brock Purdy, the man, the MVP. I know he's not probably going to win the MVP, but... God damn, did he ball out this season. And I've never seen an underdog story like this so hated and so criticized. And, I mean, like Richard Sherman said, they hold him to the standard, but then when he plays to the standard, they find something else, and they just they, they're they making stuff up every time. What did we need as a team and as a Brock going into these playoffs to be battle-tested in a fourth-quarter comeback? Oh, I didn't know being down some certain points <laughs> and then coming back. To win it is not considered a comeback anymore now that Purdy did it. Yeah. I didn't know being down seven points wasn't a comeback. Like, yeah. did, Is that mathematically correct? I guess so, according to Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, we're bringing up Keyshawn Johnson? Let me bring him up again. <laughs> Purdy. Okay, Keyshawn Johnson on Undisputed. Hating on the fact that Purdy's longest throw was 32 yards this weekend. <laughs> 32 yards in the air, okay? Let's let's revisit something. The only one that had a longer pass than 32 yards was Jordan Love. Okay? That's one quarterback out of eight. You want to hear the other ones real quick? Strout, 29 yards. Lamar Jackson, 21 yards. Baker Mayfield, 29 yards. Goff, 29 yards. Josh Allen, 15 yards. And Patrick Mahomes, multiple MVP, Super Bowl MVP, 32 yards. Oh, that's exactly what Brock Purdy threw. Shut up, Keyshawn Johnson, and, and that shit's getting clipped. And, I mean, Purdy's was on the run, too, for a tutty. I mean, 
Get the fuck out of here, dude. Come on. Let's bring up more hate. Go ahead. I mean, dude, just all the hate. Let's talk about, you know, I've heard the Niners say this all season. It's about us. So I'm not going to talk. I'm going to let you talk about, you know, all the haters. Call them all out. I'm just going to talk about Purdy and what he's done. I mean, the most efficient QB all season, the highest QBR, the highest uh, QB rating, or what is it, uh, passer rating. Mm -hmm. I mean, second highest completion percentage behind Dak by 0.1%. Uh, look at the tape, dude. He's made tons of throws on the run, throwing dots where only our guys can get it. Um, oh, I, this is a stat. So everyone talks about the yak, right? Our guys have the most yak, all this and that. Let's just take a listen to this. Zero receivers in the top 10 of yak. We had Debo in top 15. Which, I mean, that's Debo. That's yeah, what he's going to do. He's not like anyone. But and he then, was one of our lowest... He wasn't even our top receiving dog. Right? So. so then you got zero receivers in the top 10 of Yak. And every player, every QB with more pass yards, and most QBs with less pass yards, had over 100 more attempts than Purdy. Mm -hmm. And over 80 more completions. I mean, come on. Let's talk about efficient. Let's talk about big time. He's making... That's not what a check down is every time if... You're, none of your guys are in the top 10, and then you're still in the top four of passing yards. Like, make it make sense. The hate just makes no sense at this point. So you bring up statistics. Someone wanted to throw out there, Ryan Clark, on whatever show you're on. Um, hardest thing I had to do was act like Purdy deserved to be in the conversation with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. Okay, fine. That's the hardest thing you had to do. I'm going to put them in a conversation right now, and I'm going to show you why Purdy was the better quarterback. Of this year passing wise Purdy 308 for 444 attempts that's 69.4 percent completion okay 31 TDs Mahomes 401 for 597 attempts goddamn near 150 more attempts than attempts than Purdy for 67 percent for only 27 TDs okay Josh Allen 385 completions out of 579 that's 150 more attempts than Purdy, and that was only for 66% completion for 29 TDs. And Lamar Jackson, I know he doesn't on his feet, and this isn't hate to any of the players. I'm just bringing up fat stats right now. And that's 307 for 457 attempts, 67.2% for 24 TDs. Brock Purdy beat them all in completion percentage and TDs. Okay, he didn't need the more attempts. And then you're going to say, well, yeah, his guys had... Um, Crazy yak, right? Josh just brought up the fact that we weren't even top 15. Y'all want to hear something else? Brock Purdy's average throw was 9.6 yards. Led the NFL. Mahomes was only 7 yards. Allen's was only 7.4 yards. Lamar Jackson's was 8. So don't say he's doing these little small checkdowns for not long distance. Purdy had the longest average throw out of anyone. And then Purdy's the best against blitz and under pressure. So you're telling me that system quarterback... The system quarterback that any of these other teams could have? No, they dialed they dialed it up so that uh, the blitz and the pressure could get to him. That's part of the play call for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's for Shannon, sure. Yeah, Shannon dialed that up. Yeah, you're telling me all these <laughs> other teams, they they have similar quarterback stats? No, Brock Purdy yeah. was by far the best passing quarterback and quarterback in the game this year. Like, Lamar Jackson's feet is what's going to give him the MVP on top of his passing game. 
But not every quarterback has to be a runner. And Brock's not not a runner. He knows how to scramble when he needs to. Mm-hmm. It's just not one of the first things he does in his game. Yeah, and when he's scrambling, he's still keeping his eyes downfield, and he's going to make that throw if he can. The only reason why people aren't saying he's elite is because he wasn't picked number one. He wasn't picked number 10. He wasn't picked in the first round. Yeah, he's picked in the seventh round. That's a seventh round gem. Like, put some respect. We've seen this story before where someone taken so far in the draft ends up being a fucking GOAT. Yeah. And, and I'm not even putting the GOAT title on pretty yet. Yeah. Like, I'm not jumping ahead. I'm just saying we've seen it before. Like, don't be surprised. And let's talk about another reason why they say that. One of their excuses for why Purdy is not that good, why he's a system quarterback, why he's a game manager, uh, the roster. Let's talk about some other guys with pretty mm-hmm. stacked rosters. You got T. Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne. I mean, Trevor Lawrence's stats were nowhere near. He didn't win as many oh, games. We did they make the playoffs? Him. Nope. Didn't nope. even make playoffs. Then you got the Saints. They got Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, uh, Michael Thomas. They got Jawan Johnson and Jimmy Graham. Oh, but did Derek Carr playoffs? and James didn't make the playoffs. And not only that, Derek Carr and James Winston, I mean, come on. Their stats are nowhere near. They didn't play anywhere near as good. And you got Baker Mayfield, who I'm not even saying that all these guys did bad. Baker Mayfield had himself a pretty good year. But he also has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashad White, who is severely underrated. He can catch passes out of the backfield, and he can run the ball well. And what did the media do to Baker Mayfield? They praised him all goddamn year and said, oh, he's earned himself a seven-year, $250 million contract. Boy, what did Purdy earn? Like, what? What? Then you got, I mean, I'm not even done. He got Jalen Hurts. I mean, one of the most stacked rosters, one of the most stacked offenses in the league. You got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Julio Jones came in there. Obviously, he's a little older. You got freaking Dallas Goddard. You got that O-line that is just completely stacked. And then what did he do? Shit the bed all second half of the season. What did he do head-to-head against the Niners? Fucking nothing. And then you got, I mean, Justin Herbert. His stats, uh, passing yards per game and everything. I know he didn't complete the season, and they had a pretty bad defense. But... Still, not as good per game. I'm not Watch, even talking about total. That roster is going to look very similar next year. And with a better coach, Herbert's going to be way better next year. But y'all will say he is not a product of the system. He's the dude. He's the number one guy. But clearly the system failed him. And he, like, I don't know. Yeah. And then even guys like Geno Smith. I mean, he has DK Metcalf. He has Tyler Lockett. He has, uh, what's that, Kenneth Walker and mm-hmm. the rookie who balled, Zach Carbonet. I mean. All these guys, they have guys, and they don't play as good as Purdy. You, the bottom line is, Purdy has to get his elite players, his elite roster. He has to get them the ball. And not every play is going to be perfect. Not every guy is going to be open. But he's still making plays, like Trent said, best quarterback under pressure, best quarterback uh, versus the blitz. And we don't have the best online. Our left side, strong. Yeah. But they're not putting the guys – on the left side, no. they're they're studs, they're star edge rushers. They're not putting them up against Trent Williams and Aaron Banks. They're gonna put them up against McKivitz and Feliciano. Like, come on. Yeah, and you're bringing up other quarterbacks. Colin Coward, he was talking about on his show, Purdy being the eighth best quarterback this past weekend, and saying the rain was a big factor to his his issues. Okay, so you bring up the rain as a point. Guess what? Check the fucking weather reports this Sunday. Bright and clear, perfect day in California. Where's the Super Bowl? Where's the Super Bowl? 
Las Vegas in that dome, baby. So the weather ain't going to be a factor. Okay, it was the man's like second or third NFL game in the rain. Like he will get used to it. Yeah, he's an Arizona you kid. Saying, you guys are saying, oh, it, it's because um, he's not going to be able to grip the ball. Guess who has the exact same size hands as him <laughs> and took some time getting used to throwing in the rain or snow? Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Multiple MVP Patrick Mahomes. Same size hand. So don't worry. Brock will get it done. Okay? Give him some time on that. And then the fact that you're saying eighth best quarterback. Even if he was the eighth best quarterback, guess what? He's one of four that advanced to this next week. So <laughs> I don't give a fuck if he was the eighth best. Oh, man. We can so, keep going on. I'm fired up right now. This might be my favorite segment. Yeah, we're, we'll keep this going because... We could talk ball, and we could t- back up our quarterback, Brock Purdy, and our our teammates, our guys in the locker room are already doing it, and I've already hit three guys. I don't even have any more written down, but if y'all want to just shoot the shit in the comments, hey, I could be on my phone all goddamn day. Yeah, we could fire back at it. I'm so down. Because a lot of this is getting clipped into our TikTok portion, and we're actually making TikToks about this. Because this needs this deserves to be out in the world. I just shut three people that get paid millions of dollars to be on TV absolutely down. And I'm just doing this in the office room. We ain't making money on this show yet. We'll be straight up honest. We're just putting out great content. And we'll get there one day. And guess what? We could have them on the show and just say it to their face. For now, to Colin Coward, to Keyshawn Johnson, Ryan Clark, this is what you get through the video of the can't lose show y'all can find us on any platform right now and i just want to shout out our show because it's fucking amazing and we're putting these big names fucking down yeah i mean it's just like it's just hate at this point it's not it's not uh analytics it's not stats it's hate it's pure hate and i really don't understand it i i think i've heard Colin Cowherd say, I'm pretty sure he was, he was the one, so hyped on. Remember, he was the one that said, "I've never seen uh, an underdog story like this." So I, he was the one that said that, right? Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, like, dude, what? Yep. And he hated Trey Lance because something with his daughter or something like that. Oh yeah. And then he was hyped for Brock Purdy, and he just switched like that. Like, yeah, man. All right, that's gonna be that's gonna be it for this segment. We I'm, might still have some comments here or there throughout the show. I'm fired up right now. Let's stay fired up. 49ers versus Lions. NFC motherfucking championship for 2023 NFL season 2024. Okay. This is the game of the year to this point. Win and move on to the Super Bowl. Lose and go to Cancun. (laughs) We don't want to go to Cancun yet. So what do we got to do to get to the Super Bowl? Damn, that was a great fucking transition, Josh. <laughs> I'm still hyped up from the other segment, and I'm just feeling it. So, what do we got to get done? Brock Purdy is going to have himself a day. Are you saying okay? he's going to be the dog on our offense? I'm calling it right now. My dog on our offense is Brock Purdy. I have the same thing written down right here. Why? Her dog. Because he bounces the fucking back, and he shows up. And Mr. Boy, Mr. Young Buck Purdy, is going to have himself a day with four touchdowns and 300 passing yard, 300 plus passing yards on the day. Yeah. What about you? What do you see? I mean, I see the same thing. Now, you know, you just made me think. You know, you said it's the biggest moment. It's the biggest game of the season. People also said that he crumbles under the lights. Sorry, I got to get this out too. They said he crumbles under the lights. He had a bad game against the Ravens, 
and he had a bad three quarters against the Packers. In the biggest moment, though, against the Packers, when the, light, the brights were the lightest, the lights were the brightest. He had it right <laughs> the first time. When the lights were the brightest, he stepped up big time. I mean, he was nearly perfect, except for he would have been perfect if George Kittle didn't drop that pass. Yeah. And then in the biggest games of the season, not just for the Niners, but for the whole NFL, that people were saying when he played the Eagles and when he played the Cowboys, bald, absolutely bald in. Probably, probably, probably his best games of the whole season, those two games. I mean, yep. the Eagles, we scored on like six straight drives. I know Debo had himself a game against the Eagles. He stood on business, but damn, did Purdy have something to do with that, everything to do with that. Yeah, and you're, you're asking me what, what we need to get done or need to do to get this game in our favor. Yeah, let's get back so, to the game. <laughs> we've already gone over him, but I think it's going to be huge that we see Debo whether he's fully healthy or not, I think just having him out there, it creates a an awareness that the defense has to have. He doesn't have to have this spectacular game, and that's never been our team all season. One game it's Ayuk, and the next game it's Kittle, and the next game it's CMC, or maybe it's two at once. But it's like we don't absolutely need Debo to go off, and if he's healthy and able to, hey, I'm not complaining. Yeah, but I think it's it's important that he's out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, dude. Any of our receivers, Ayuk, Jennings, and Kittle. I mean, I don't think any of those DBs, those linebackers are definitely not guarding Kittle. I mean, no. I think that our. Uh, That's our a passing, huge mismatch yeah, this weekend. I think our passing game could have a field day. Yeah, I think we're going to have to exploit that secondary. I, I know you have that written down. So I'll let you talk about that real quick. Their secondary, our receivers, go ahead. I mean, like I just said it. I think they can have a field day. I think Ayuk's going to have a big game. He's had. He didn't. Uh, yeah, have a quiet game last week, but he didn't have the huge numbers, you know. Yeah, I think he's gonna have big numbers this week. I don't see any of those guys guarding him, and I think Kittle. I think any of our receivers could have a big game. I think Kittle's gonna have a big game because those safeties and those linebackers are gonna have a tough time guarding Kittle. Yeah, I mean it's just a mismatch with our receivers, our tight ends, and their secondary. I'm telling you guys right now, don't be surprised when the 49ers boat race the Lions this weekend. We're only a seven-point favorite. We could be a lot more. And I'm calling for a boat race because we fare so great against their defense, okay? Run game and pass game. I'm not afraid of the Lions at all. And then we flip the ball defense-wise. We got to pick dogs. But I want to tell you real quick why I think our defense will match up great against the Lions. Their tight end, arguably one of the best tight ends this year in the NFL. I'm not hating on him, but he's not fully healthy. He's in a big old, not cast, but big old thing on brace. his knee, brace on his knee. And guess who is the best linebacker coverage guy in the NFL? Mr. Fred Warner. Okay. And who's not far behind him? Dre Greenlaw. Come on. He is not going to beat our linebackers enough for the Lions to have him as a huge factor. Okay. Then we'll go slot. I mean, yeah, you got Amon Ra lining up in the slot. And then if he even if he goes out wide, but in the slot you got Lenore who's played his best football in the playoffs. He's been balling. I mean, just balling, dude. He's a dog. He can play anywhere on the field. And then if he goes outside, you got Traverius Ward, who's had the most pass breakups all season. Mm -hmm. He's had some picks. And I just think it's gonna be a tough night for Omaran. And I think our DBs could show up big time. And that's why my defensive dog is gonna be Lenore. I think, you know, they're gonna be trying to uh not necessarily pick on our, our DBs, but they're going to be 
you know, targeting Amon-Ra. That's what they yeah. do. That's what he he gets a lot of targets. I think Lenore comes up big time in a big moment, and he gets that dog of the week. He's probably going to have another big hit, and that's my dog of the week for defense. Okay. My dog of the week is Nick Bosa. Why is it Nick Bosa? Because the offensive line that the Lions have is arguably one of the better offensive lines we have seen in a while. Okay. They're, they're pretty loaded. I will say that. That's their strongest suit that I see on paper. But guess what? Nick Bosa is reigning defensive player of the year. He's going to show why he was that. He's had kind of a quiet postseason. I know he's been great in the run game, and I think that's going to be part a huge part of his success on the day. But he's going to crack the sack column, and he's going to have two sacks this, this week, where we didn't have any, I don't think, last week. So it's going to be huge. He's going to have two huge key sacks and have a huge part in the run game. And we have to control the line of scrimmage. That's one of the key focuses to only bring four and drop back seven. If we're not applying that pressure, that's going to be a huge win on the Lions part. But I have a lot of faith in our defensive line to get after it this week. They're going to dial some stuff up, some stunts, and just go. And they're going to go after a former quarterback of the NFC West, Jared Goff, who's 0-5 against the Niners on the last five attempts. And even before that, I think the overall record is still in the 49ers' favor. So. He hasn't played great against the 49ers, and it's, yeah, he has the Detroit, their good luck charm behind him right now. They're riding high on it, and he has a couple different weapons, but I wouldn't say he wasn't loaded at the Rams when he played us. Like, yeah. the Rams were good when he played us, and we owned him and the Rams, so. And I, our secondary has only gotten better. Yeah. Our secondary is the best it's been in years. I only see this going in the same pattern it has been and he will be 0-6 after this Sunday night. Like yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm ready for this game. I think one more thing I guess I could say is because it's been on my mind. I could just see more Brock Purdy. No, no, oh, no. Okay, okay. It's gonna come. That's already <laughs> that's already guaranteed. You know, they got he's got haters galore. But I could just see our defense putting up a hell of a game. Bouncing back, you know they're going to be pissed after allowing their first 100-yard uh, rusher in, what, 50 51 games? games? Oh, my God, insane stat. So we'll start the streak again. We'll start the streak, and not only that, I think our defense is going to have three turnovers. I could see Lenore with a pick, and now that I'm thinking about it, I could see Fred Warner with a pick. Or a forced fumble. Or a forced fumble. Nick Bosa maybe with a strip sack. You know, I'm calling for three turnovers for our Niners defense. Yeah, I could see that right away, and... It's, and I'm not saying the Lions are no slouch. They're not. No, they're a good team. I'm just, I just saying we're a great team. Would you say earlier what was the quote? They're good, but we're great. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Sounded better when I said it the first. Yeah, time. <laughs> and we're not. I guess it may seem like we're putting the Lions down, but I think this is going to be a great matchup. I just said, don't be surprised when the 49ers steamroll them because we are supposed to be better we are better and they're pissed and it's off. gonna show yeah they're pissed off right now you know they they're are. very pissed off and you know when it just it's time it's time we get over this hump we get back to the super bowl and we'll face a rematch of either the ravens from 2019 and then the chiefs from no the, oh no Raven. the ravens i was thinking chiefs 2019 2012 yeah right? yeah and then 2019 raven or chiefs so with that being said, let's get into that game. Okay, we have to pick dogs of the week. And we've already picked dogs from our 49er game. So this dog of the week is going to, of course, come from this other, the only other game. Um, your dog, go ahead. My dog, 
I think, you know, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. He's been shining brightest in these big games. Mm -hmm. He has the experience. He's gotten there before. He's done it before. I really don't see it going any other way. And I think uh, he's going to connect with his boy. And I think that's going to add to what you have to say, too. Yeah, he's going to connect with Travis Kelsey, and that's my dog. Them two are going to connect in the in the bank at the Ravens Stadium. And it's just, you say time and time again, test Mahomes on the road. And he needs to be tested on the road. He went into a hostile Buffalo environment and did his thing and did not skip a beat. I don't expect that to change when they go into Baltimore this weekend. And that's why my dog has to be Travis Kelsey because he's going to have two or three touchdowns again. And that's going to propel them to winning the AFC. I never want to pull for the Chiefs because I, I don't like them because of the history, right? It's our last Super Bowl appearance. But I also don't like the Ravens. And I just see the Chiefs, you know, stunning the, the Ravens. They were, they're lined up for destiny this year. Like, they're clicking on all cylinders by... Don't get me wrong. Like it's gonna be a hard fought win, but they do enough to do, get it done. Yeah, I think just that experience alone. I mean, I know they have a lot of different players, but their core guys—they're there. They've been there. Mm -hmm. They know what it takes, and I think that's what's just gonna get them over that hump. Yeah, Chris Jones will come up with a game ceiling sack to finish the day, or huge fourth and two stop, and. It's just gonna happen. Those yeah, I mean, key I guys. Think, I think Lamar Jackson might have taken the most sacks of everyone last week. And he got sacked three times. I'm not. I'm not. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. We, but we both see this going the Chiefs way. Yeah. All right. So when we talk to you guys next week, we are predicting 49ers, NFC champs, and AFC champs, Chiefs. We'll talk some Pro Bowl, but we'll get into early Super Bowl matchup then. Let's slide out of the NFL and let's go to. Saturday night, fight night, UFC, whatever number it is. But I don't care about the rest of the card. Let's just get into Strickland and Duplessis. So I know you said that it was on TV. We were watching together. It was on TV. You weren't paying too much attention. I was. I'm not the expert in UFC. But Duplessis won. I personally don't think it went that way. I think it was 3-2 Strickland. Um... I understand Strickland had the blood coming from his face and from an outsider looking in, you'd be like, oh, damn, he's fucked up. Like, he's definitely not winning the fight. But it was from the headbutt. Yeah, it was from a headbutt. And Strickland, he connected more. He he owned the fight. He controlled that fight for most of it, enough to win. Yeah, and I mean, I, I kind of went back and watched it. I, I was watching it earlier before this a little bit, like some of the highlights and stuff. And... I mean, Strickland was piecing well. It, it looked like it was a dogfight. I mean, mm -hmm. you saw both of their faces after. But Duplessis' face looked pretty messed up. I mean, yeah, pretty bad. So, I mean, I can't say who I think won. From what I'm hearing, it sounds like Strickland won. But from what I saw from the highlights and everything, it was a dogfight. Yeah, and I'm not even hating on Duplessis. Like, I'm just saying what I, what I saw. Like, he put up a fucking dogfight, like you said. Yeah. And both of these guys, like... If I was soft, like most of the culture, like in giving participation trophies and stuff, I could have handed them both a belt and said, like, y'all both fucking were dogs. But at the end of the day, the judges scored in Duplessis' favor, and he walks away with the belt, and he already called out my guy, Adesanya. Mm -hmm. So, and Alex Pereira, no? 
Did he call him out too? Well, Alex. Well, Perea, he was in his corner, huh? He was in Strickland's corner this weekend. Yeah, but Alex Perea, I saw. I don't know who said it first, but Alex Perea said something about, uh, I might have to fight. Like, who knows? Maybe I'll fight one more time at middleweight. And because he said, like, bring it on, basically. Yeah. Well, he's calling out two crazy names, and two champions. I don't um, think not he, current champion with Adesanya, but yeah, two champions. I don't think he'll retain the belt in his. In his next fight, yeah, I, I think if he calls out those two, he will get handled by both of them. Yeah, and that boat's been changed around a lot. We've even said it last week. Like, there's not been a single fighter to keep it. There's four different belt changes in that in that division. Yeah, like, Adesanya, Perea, Duplessis, and Strickland. Yeah, so it's hard to keep it in that in that division, and I just can't see him. Yeah, and it. if Adesanya gets that fight, I mean, if he's the next one in line. You know he's hungry. He's hungry right now. Yep. He's out to prove it. And, I mean, we already know he doesn't like Duplessis. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's going to fight like how he fought Strickland. He didn't hate Strickland. You know, he he does not like Duplessis. Yeah. That hate, that that's a whole different yeah. animal when you get in the ring. Yeah. Um. With that being said, though, we're going to have a fucking great weekend of football coming up. Sunday is going to be an awesome day. But until then, I hope y'all love the show. And the Brock Purdy hate needs to absolutely stop. But it won't. So we'll talk about it next week yeah. when they have some other excuse next week why the 49ers won, but it wasn't on the on Brock Purdy's shoulders. Until then, doses. Doses. Bang, bang. Niner gang. Fuck the Purdy haters. Like Baker Mayfield said, all the Purdy haters. Or-